What's up, everybody? This is Mason. I'm here with Zach from the Duelist 101 podcast. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing all right. I am just a little sick sounding, not because I'm actually sick or anything, but because I've been yelling at children. And that is a much more excusable reason, I think, to have a bad voice. Mason, how in the world are you today? It's not excusable without context. Please tell people you're a football coach. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that, that's also true. I'm a middle school football coach and we've finally gotten to this uh, spring ball starts next week and so that is why i am yelling at children so it's a good time that's right um i've been good it's been a productive series of days i've just felt like i've been all over the map and back so i am i am a little tired um but i mean i'm excited i was i was really looking forward to recording this and uh being able to continue working through this series so man I mean, tell us about it. What 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 are we talking about? What's the series? What did we cover last week? And what are we covering this week? All right, guys. So quick recap for you guys. Right now, we are in the middle of the Forged series. So Forged series, the whole goal is me and Mason have both went in and created some decks that we've never played before. And we found some archetypes that hopefully are semi-equivalent to each other, I guess. I don't know. Or at least a decent matchup. Yeah, we... I, I didn't realize Earth Machine at the time. So um, anyway, <laughs> what we're trying to do is progressively over the course of whatever time frame we feel like going into, we are going and building each of these decks. So at the very end of it all, we can go and play each other. So on the way there, we are trying to progress our deck and focus on different strategies that we learn about the game of Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff that we would like to focus on like does it have a first turn play does it have a good board breaking second turn play which is actually our topic for a day and different stuff like that some that we talked about last week and that type of thing is we wanted to understand discovering the strategy and what i mean by that is like earth machine for example is a control strategy of wrecking balls is all it is and so it's incredibly cool deck but so much of the issue is that it gets often lost due to people thinking, oh, this must just be a deck of heavy hitters and that type of thing. Mason, remind us real quick, what was the strategy of S-Force? A uh, lot of messing with the banished zone, bouncing things back to hand, uh, almost Salamangrate-ish, uh, but bad. That's that's what S-Force does. So, I mean, we... It's have... what the S stands for. <laughs> that's right. Uh, sad um <laughs> <laughs> or salad but you know it's um man so we have been working on these decks but like zach you pointed out we're going to be talking about going first versus going second and being able to understand how do you see what your deck does best and so man i mean any thoughts before we jump into this any uh, words of wisdom well my first word of wisdom is understanding the value of high quality Bologna. <laughs> high quality Bologna is not the bar S version. Please understand the importance of getting better Bologna. Someone please turn the transition off. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, this is Mason from the Duelist 101 podcast. Just want to welcome you to the show and also point you to a couple different places that you can also find us on the interwebs. So if you have a Twitter, you can find us at the username at duelist 101 pod or if you prefer instagram or youtube you can find us um, at duelist 101 podcast on instagram it's all smushed together on uh, youtube it's not so guys uh, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to us 
and <laughs> just letting us give our bad opinions. Leave a review. Try to get your friends to come listen to us. We really appreciate the follow. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, pal. So today, in other news, we have um, this week, as we described before, we're going to be talking about going first or going second. So let's say, let's say you are unbelievably reading your cards don't do and it it's a trap it's a trap <laughs> it's um, a trap head tilt <laughs> that's right so let's say this will help you kind of choose the kind of deck that you want to play but once you have the deck in hand what are you looking for let's say you want to go first right um or you're kind of thinking through that ideally you want to build a board what does that mean mason let me tell you <laughs> i'm so glad you asked <laughs> i'm do, 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 do whatever base riff that shows up in the 90s teaching videos you know and it's always the same simple i know what's uh what was it seinfeld anyway keep on going mason so sometimes board building is uh <clears throat> is what you think of as building negates what's that mean if you're looking for cards that say negate the effect um that is how you build a board right uh for example uh the card appaloosa bow of the goddess is one card that wonderful link monster go get it it's very wonderful cheap it's a link four. it is very cheap now um it's a link four that um, by losing 800 attack, it can <clears throat> negate a monster effect. And I believe that's just once per chain. So it's multiple times a turn, mm -hmm. just once per chain. Absolutely correct. Uh, makes it extremely powerful. And it gains 800 attack for each material that you use to make it. <clears throat> the thing about that is that Opelousa, right, can be a terror. That's an instant four negates if you play your cards right. Uh, uh, uh. But anyway, <laughs> there are some other decks that use cards like Evil's are uh, Dolka. Right? Dinos. Dino specifically uses that. Any kind of dino deck can. Um, but that is a um, monster negate as well. I don't know if it's once per turn or not. Not totally sure, but whatever. I believe it's once per turn, but incredible card, and it's so easy for dino players to pull. Yep. And it says negate and destroy, which makes it that much better. Like Dino is ideally known for going second because uh, it's really fantastic at playing with interaction. However, if it does go first, it's got some pretty insane plays there too. Uh, some decks um, are more synchro based. So they will go into a link two or something and then they'll go into Borload Savage, right? How um, we're talking about Christian Hauke Fiber. <laughs> Some people go That's the Hulk. link that you go into if you were ever wondering exactly what to go into, no matter the synchro deck. <laughs> that's right. As long as it's a synchro deck, you could probably go into Hauk. Um, but that's the thing with Hauk. Um, Savage will uh, target a monster, a link monster in your grave, equip it to itself, and then it gains counters. And once per turn, I think. It's that Omni one's an Omni Negate, yeah. So spell effect, trap effect, or monster effect, all of them can be negated by Borload Savage once per turn um, and like only once that turn. So, I mean, it's it's a hard once per turn, but yeah. Other synchro decks, um, like back in the day, 
uh, my boys, Speedroids, who are getting new support. And honestly, I would love Bless. to build it because I'm looking for a good synchro deck. But anyway, they would go into Crystal Wing Synchro Dragon. This was also popular with like Wind Witch and all these different things. But point being, all of those cards say negate the effect. Whether that's monster effect or spell or trap, whatever, they all negate something, right? So if you want to go first and you want to build a board, then that's the kind of thing you want to do. You want to put as many of those negates up as possible. And there's a ton of cards that do it. You just have to find which ones work for your deck, right? Sometimes that may mean going outside your archetype and that's okay. Don't do it. It's also a trap. You'll be forced to not play rogue the rest of your life. It's true. You'll be a meta sheep. <laughs> but sometimes building a board isn't necessarily about the gates, is it, Zach? It's not. And so uh, just to finish up uh, one point I just started thinking about a second ago is that the best decks, whenever you guys are trying to get up to that point with a rogue deck, the best decks put up four and five plus negates and that's what makes them so good is the fact that they can't do that but like mason was saying like mason was going transitioning into is that sometimes building the board isn't necessarily about negates it's just about disruption right and there's a difference if i can go and negate something that's great like somebody's playing rockets and i can negate their stuff man life gets so much easier i have to do it over and over because extensions out the wazoo but i can get away with something like that Sometimes building a board isn't about that though. Like I can actually use Dino as a just quick little example. Dino, when it goes first, it'll pull UCT on its first turn. It's its best play, right? And some other stuff like Dolka and whatever like that. As your opponent is playing, all of a sudden you can say, okay, I want to flip everything face down. And that's the turn. Effects don't happen. That's exactly it. And so it's nasty. So. Using that as a specific example, we got some more options here. Some of these are things like Plunder, Orcist, ABC, Prank Kits. All of these decks are exceptional because they play on your turn. A rogue strategy that might play on your opponent's turn is Generator or something like that. Now, I'm gonna use ABC, I'm most familiar with it as an example. So ABC usually will go set up its board and then set up IP Mascarena. All right, IP Mascarena is a quick effect link up into other stuff. An incredibly useful card, it evades targeting and things like that. So when your opponent tries to go and get rid of your board, you can say, whatever, link up, and you can go into something better. Traditionally for that deck, it was Orcus, or it was AB. Just bear with me, guys. It's okay, buddy. It's standardized testing week. Standardized testing isn't inherently a bad thing. It's no, it become is. that it's fried my mind. You go into Appaloosa, just like we were talking about earlier with all that stuff, you can negate all the things. It's a really good time. And so another example that I could talk about, one of my buddies, uh, he plays this pretty often. It's prank kids. And prank kids, what they like to do is they set up a spell trap destruction thing and a monster destruction thing. So the monster destruction destroys all monsters on field, blows everything up. That way, even your if your opponent has set up everything, doesn't matter. We blew it up. So now they're done. And then the other one gets rid of their entire back row. Absolutely incredible. 
deck and when it does it consistently it's really really good yeah that's why it's easily one of the top five right now easily easily one of those but mason let's keep going just a little bit sometimes i'm not just trying to set up dis disruption or anything sometimes i got to be able to play through disruption in fact what in the world like are there some cards tell me about that one well 100 percent right uh going first is not the only option it's oftentimes the better option um in as much as there are a lot of decks that really like being able to build boards right and say there's no restriction like you know if you use like pendulum for example pendulum magician you can build boards out the wazoo right if that board gets destroyed you know tough luck <laughs> you're but, just kind of sunk on that <laughs> yeah exactly but there are some times where i mean you're gonna have to go second and so now that you're facing down light more than likely some kind of board how do you break it right can i get a little just side thing real real quick because i know it's not gonna be relevant the rest of the time yeah. is that if you know you're going second side out for it find going second cards based on whatever your deck is built on whatever like that anyway mason go ahead yeah no you're right um whenever you know you're going first or second have cards in your side deck that are designed to do that we can touch a little bit more on that at, at the end i think but going second you want to look for uh cards in whatever archetype you chose right uh like look for cards that say destroy a card send a card to the graveyard banish a card um whatever it is you're looking for essentially removal or interaction that prevents your opponent from playing the game right um sulfacord is the new pendulum archetype that's coming out in ancient guardians and their boss monster you get uh it's uh coolia do sulfacord coolia long name but whatever it's cool in the gang it's the band <laughs> never talk to me again <laughs> um and so coolia's thing is on your turn you can uh target uh one face up monster i believe uh or like just cards which uh one of those mm -hmm. and you can negate that target's effects for the turn pretty good if you're facing down a board right mm -hmm. um ideally this card is going to be really good if uh if you're trying to face down uh a field like that and especially being that it's a general pendulum support card it's pretty solid as I wouldn't say the best boss monster, but it's pretty okay. So you look for cards like that that negate your opponent's effects, right? One of those kinds of cards is Dark Ruler No More, right? If you know that you want to go second anyway, go ahead and negate all the monster effects because then their monsters can't respond to it. And generally, people aren't packing things that uh, are back row negation, right? Negation in the form of back row. Now, if you're playing control strategy, Dark Ruler No More doesn't do anything for you. Not worth playing. But you should be prepared for something like that in your side deck. All right? yeah. And by game one, you should know whether you need Dark Ruler or not. So. Yeah. yeah, no, exactly. So you're looking for all these cards that get rid of uh, negates. You're looking for cards that get rid of interaction, right? Uh, one great example that I'll use that is featured in, spoiler alert, Team Sam's uh, Team Samurai X1's latest, well, one of his latest videos, uh, he talks about Fluffles and how 
they are super, super good at going second, right? It's a pure OTK deck that can very much kill in one turn. And they're really great at fighting through disruption uh, just because you draw like tons of cards in a turn. So that being the case, you go through um, like using Fluffles, right? Uh, you bring out all these fusion monsters that will send cards to the grave that will, um, you know, destroy cards on the field. Another great example is Cyber Dragon, right? Mm -hmm. um, Cyber Dragon is like king of going second, if, if anything is, because Cyber Dragon is the archetype you want to go into. If you play Duel Links, this is especially key, right? You will see it all the time in Duel Links. Yeah, it's very, very annoying, um, especially if you play a back row deck because they'll just pop everything on the field. So... <laughs> point to all that being you're looking for things that get rid of the advantage that your opponent has come up with whether that's through negates or interaction or all these different things sometimes you need to go second because you really suck going first zach from personal experience tell us about that i'd like to tell you now about cubics and why they suck <laughs> <laughs> all right so when you when you're going first there's some decks and both earth machine and cubics are like this is that what you can provide on board is instead of something being i don't know good um it's resilient as opposed to having negates uh that's why i mean by being good it has negates it can stop your opponent in some fashion earth machine and cubics both have this inherent problem that instead of trying to do that they try to be resilient against incoming threat all right Earth Machine has a monster that has its effect, you detach material, and for the rest of the turn, you target a monster on field, and it cannot be affected by card effects the rest of the turn. Yep. Really good. Really, really good. Issue. Um, even though you can put it in defense mode and it's at 4,000 defense, most decks can get over that really, really unnecessarily easily, as I found out playing whatever garbage i play i think I, it was like ritual good stuff that i played one time and they smoked me and then i played salad and they smoked me too so it's just a whole lot to do with that and then cubics can't be unaffected it excuse me can't be affected by monsters with 3000 or less attack and you know what doesn't matter no one cares um because they can hit over 3000 really really easily and so that's say when your board sucks going first you might just play blind second that's the common term a lot of different creators will say they'll say yeah you're going blind second because you admit that you have no hope going first uh let me give you some actual competitive examples heroes right heroes are considered a rogue strategy incredibly incredibly good they play through interaction incredibly well uh cyber dragon like we mentioned before fright for like mason mentioned before all really good examples of stuff that is great on the draw all right i might add medolce medolce super underrated in, in my opinion sane if you want a deck that is unnecessarily good play medolce it is expensive don't get me wrong it's very much waifu bait right but the effect is actually insane enough that you can actually play that deck going first or second incredibly well so all that to say um you have to decide what cards allow you to do that. Now we've mentioned some specific examples. If you want the expensive options, right? There's stuff like Lightning Storm. Uh, that is the expensive. Forbidden Droplet Evenly is matched. really good. Evenly matched. 
Even it's though expensive. Evenly Match did get a price drop from being reprinted and go. It did, Blast. and bless up, thank goodness it did, because I need three. If anyone's got a playset, let me know. I might just buy it from you. And then, um, man, what else? Some cards, fortunately, have been getting reprints, Evenly Match being one of them. Dark Ruler No More, got a structure deck reprint. It's common. Yep. It's fantastic. It's like what? That's how I got mine. Tops? F that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's how I got my Dark Ruler No More's. I had one. I bought two structure decks. No shame. So, that's to say, Mason, how do you know what's good going first or second or whatever? How do you know? Ideally, um, I think the best going first decks offer a lot of searchers, either adding cards to hand or special summoning them. Mm -hmm. Right. If you look at Dragon Link's a great example of going first, right? Mm -hmm. They do an exceptional job going second as well, but there's a reason they're like near tier zero at this point. Mm -hmm. um, but just about every single card in their deck adds another card to, de uh, to their hand. Like it's rare yes. that they straight up like <laughs> it's rare that they have nothing, you know? It's gross, um, guys. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So, I mean, like you look at decks like that you look at um geez what's another good searcher one i'm gonna loosely say like pk uh i think pk is good because you act like the graveyards your second hand mm -hmm. essentially and so by throwing so much into the graveyard i think that's a good choice um yeah. man stuff like ba while we're on the topic of pk uh ba does a good job of that Running right, abyss you, for those that don't know. Yeah, you just toss stuff left and right, and at the very end you throw Skarm just because you want to get Tour Guide back in your hand. Mm -hmm. That way you can go into the next turn really, really easily. Yeah. Uh, Zoo does a really good job of it. They're great with the management. Really, if if you think it has great game management, that's one of the decks. Yeah. 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 I agree. If there's a um, the way you choose going second, usually it's if your cards blow stuff up um, or if your combos are more about, you know, getting rid of your opponent's advantage, right? Um, by like making their monsters get rid of their negates, like with Appaloosa or Borload Savage Dragon. Um, something like it's it's just different for different kinds of decks, right? Um, I mean, what Cubic does really well is if you play a purer version of it, um, you know, they bring out Big Monster because of so many different names and then uh, they hit really hard, like really, really hard. Like, it's really easy to get up to 6,000 and just whack, yeah. And like, you end up destroying your opponent uh, on the burn, which is pretty good. Um, card like decks like Hero um, are all about destroying your opponent's cards, right? Yep. And then setting up a very uh, okay board uh, through it. You know, it's pretty insane. But the point is that going first, like you look for cards that enable other cards. Going second, you look for cards that uh, respond. Blow up your opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, blow up your opponent. They respond to your opponent well. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, so, I mean, 
that is the long and short of it. I think, you know, it probably is an oversimplification of it. And we could probably talk about this subject, like really get into it with examples and stuff. Uh, we could have a whole hours. series on it. It would be insane. Yeah. Um, I do want to reference guys. Um, you don't find out that these cards do these things by watching your favorite YouTuber talk about it, even though they do a good job and they might even try to help you out and hold your hand and read it for you. Um, you need to read it yourself <laughs> i mean you are but, yeah. but real talk you, you need to read it yourself um if you can fundamentally understand your cards you will be a better duelist because of it it's just a fact at that point yeah yeah i mean i'd agree like so much of me learning phantom knights uh whenever zach first uh, gave me the deck was getting like playing him and getting destroyed by him and then, Worst mistake of my life at this point, just so you guys know. It's true. It's true, because now I can't lose. That part's not totally true, <laughs> but he does probably win it two out of three games. <laughs> and that's what matters, baby. <laughs> but no. I mean, with, uh, with these different decks, like, I know whenever I was going through and reading the cards and just spending the time with them, do like little test hands by yourself with the cards in hand, right? Use dueling simulators, right? Um, Edo Pro has a version, Dueling Book has a version of, mm -hmm. of like test hands where you're not playing against anyone and then you can really practice the nitty gritty of your combos. And so that's what I would recommend. A lot of test hands, find some friends, some solid friends that uh, will like set up their board and let you just attempt, you know? And then like, it helps even more if they have a decent understanding of what your deck is attempting to do. Mm -hmm. um, but truth be told, you know, it's not 100% necessary either. So, I mean, yeah. that's kind of, that's my recommendation. Zach. And uh, hopefully your friends won't just like blow you into oblivion every single time, right? Like, maybe maybe if they're nice enough they'll coax you into it but like me and mason we have a friend that he just blows us up every single time but we end up much better players because of it right like no matter how good he is and he does happen to have some real talent about him when it comes to this game is even though that because that's how i learned right i was playing cubics against whatever deck he decided to buy next and under dragon y'all <laughs> under dragon was usually the result and it's one of the few decks i have a terrible matchup against and he let me just bang my head against it's true because uh titan has 3200 attack he can blow uh nova up oh i was i was more implying that cubic has bad matchups <laughs> <laughs> the joke's on me all of them are bad matchups <laughs> if you have watched the mokaba league that's even funnier so um but you know you end up getting better because playing with friends really really helps and that might be just sort of the end-all message about this one play with friends and try stuff out see what you can do and make stuff up see what happens yeah. Right. there's a lot of theory that's yet to be explored yeah i mean that's the thing about this game as frustrating as it can be sometimes there's still so much to explore with it new archetypes are always coming out and i mean some of them are just straight up deadly right um i really want to build amazement do it do it do it do it y'all hot take i hope it's a hot take like burning boiling take amazement 
is a better version of altergeist it is 100 i can go and set and activate a trap in the same turn without using absolute king bag jack i am hyped about this deck guys hyped about it i want to play it so honestly get those cards like soon because i guarantee they'll be expensive uh the longer you wait they will be stupid um so yeah i mean that's it y'all read your cards play with your friends um that's it you know that's this game is designed to be social so gosh dang it go out and be social please and like even man there's so many groups on of course socially distanced naturally yes (laughs) um (laughs) but like there's so many groups on facebook like i joined a burning abyss group just so i could figure out new techniques because i don't know what i'm doing right like (laughs) every time i play ba i look at the person across from me and say i just hope you understand i'm a very bad ba player and they laugh at me and then i say no really (laughs) you're just like (laughs) writing the check to them (laughs) (laughs) here's a mcchicken on me (laughs) get you some nice and what i mean is the hot and spicy with cheese on it that's right with cheese Man, that extra 40 cents, nothing for me. (laughs) (laughs) As if it was a concern. (laughs) I've never struggled to buy a hot and spicy in my life. (laughs) I have had to seriously contemplate, though, because my credit card bill was due. And that that hurt my feelings. (laughs) I'm so serious about that. But, like, I know your tone was not joking anymore. (laughs) But it's true. I'm okay now. This was in the past, right? Last week has gone. I got (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday, it's like it's already gone. (laughs) Dude, I had 40 bucks at the end of last week. So anyway, whole point of what we're trying to tell you guys. Number one, read your dang cards, right? It doesn't take that long. If you need help, let one of us know. I will read it to you. I'm a middle school teacher. It ain't the first time. Number two is this. Contact Duelist 101 for all your educational <laughs> needs. Especially math. I got you. Hey, math and music, baby. We got it. No joke. We are actually fire at that. We can help all the time. So with your deck, when you're building your deck, decide what is your general format? What do you want it to be able to do just generally? Right? That's how you're going to build your deck to start. In your side deck, figure out how to play first and second. All right? Because um, that's why there are three games. You win in the side deck. You absolutely do. 66%, guys. 66% of your games are played after the first one, right? So go play in the side deck. Make sure you absolutely obliterate your opponent as much as possible. And go have fun with it, guys. Go have fun. Yeah. And if you're absolutely unclear on the side deck, go back a few episodes. We have an episode on it. Sure do. Now, did we give you any actual useful content? Probably not, but you can listen to it and help us out. Yeah, it's called uh, like the Cyrus Truesdale of uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> or no, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. Look for Cyrus Truesdale. We have to go and create an episode about Cyrus now to make up for <laughs> it. <laughs> all right, guys, that is all we have. Uh, Mason? <laughs> Mason's got a comment on this outline, guys. We write outlines for this. He goes, I'm tired of writing notes. I also have three papers due in the next week or so. <laughs> I do. Y'all, um, I will go ahead and mention, we will probably take next week off, if that's okay. Yes. Uh, because we... I am 
I guys, it's it's finals. <laughs> it's finals week just about. Mason's in the very end stretch of college. I have three weeks left of school. Um, we're tired. We are very tired from the now. In the summer, we'll be all over it. We're gonna have a lot of fun with it because we'll be much more readily available. But and don't we're not gonna stop for three weeks or anything like that. But next week we'll probably skip. We'll go to next. <laughs> we'll go to the week after that and we'll get some really ready to go and we'll keep this forge series going guys thank you so much for listening it's still this one one uh follow us on twitter instagram all that fun stuff and yep. talk to us we get bored otherwise anyway guys that's all i got mason any last words usernames are going to be in the uh descriptions yep description. That's what there's the word <laughs> all right deuces y'all peace Bye.